And uh, let's just open with prayer. Father, thank you that we can all gather together today. Thank you for the assembly of the saints. Thank you for the church of the living God. Thank you that this is something that you've established and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thank you for uh, victory <clears throat> as we lift our voice in worship, that darkness is pushed back, that light comes forward, and that Jesus is exalted. And we just lift you up today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for drawing people to yourself, for drawing each of us closer to you, and for helping all of us to advance in our, in our walk with you. In the name of Jesus, thank you for today. Amen. Please stand. In the darkness we were waiting without hope and without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the Oh, we praise the Father. 
Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit in his blood perfect submission perfect delight visions of rapture now burst on my side angels descending bring from above Goes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. And this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long and oh what a savior wonderful jesus Oh, what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Oh, what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Oh, what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Death could not hold you. Death could not hold you. Victorious praise to the risen. 
my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Let's sing, Oh, what a Savior. What a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Oh, what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Oh, what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. Oh, come behold the works of God, the nations at his feet. He breaks the bow and bends the spear and tells the wars to cease. Oh, mighty one of Israel, you are on our side. We walk by faith in God who burns the chariots with fire. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest battles. Oh, where else would we go with the Lord of hosts? Oh, God of Jacob, fierce and great, you lift your voice to speak. The earth it bows and all the mountains move into the sea. Oh, Lord, you know the hearts of men and still you let them live. O oh God, who makes the mountains melt, come wrestle us and win. O oh God, who makes the mountains melt, come wrestle us and win. O oh Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm.
of hosts you're with us with us in the fire with us as a shelter with us in the storm you will lead us through the fiercest battles oh where else would we go with the lord of God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you'll do just what you said. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass great is your faithfulness to me great is your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same i will praise your name great is your faithfulness to me god from age to age though the earth may pass away your word remains the same your history can prove there's nothing you can't do you're faithful and true though the storms may come and the winds may blow i'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come to pass great is your faithfulness to me great is your faithfulness to from the rising sun to the setting, same I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. He'll never let me down. Great is your faith. Great is your faith. 
From the rising sun to the setting, same I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence among us. Thank you. Thank you for having your way with hearts today. Hallelujah. You all can be seated. All right. Well, welcome to Outpost Church. I'm so glad you're all here. It keeps getting better and better. We had to take a break from being in here last Sunday because uh, they had local elections in this room, and then they wanted to clean the carpets. And so last Sunday, we went and crashed the party at Jesse's. Um, Jesse Cunningham is the pastor of Lighthouse Church across the river in St. Croix Falls. And so he's one of the churches we're associated with and and we just took our our team and and we just we just um, worshiped with them last last Sunday but then today it's it's good to be back home and so God's provided a really cool place for us here that seems perfect just for for right now and I keep on having to make reservations they won't let me lease this room for a year or reserve it for for a long period of time it, it's always um, making reservations on the calendar 60 days out and then another 60 days out and then another 60 days out and making sure I make the phone call or, or get into the library and make sure we're first on the list for the next reservation. So at this point, we're, we, we have the room uh, without interruption through January 21st. And so far, so good. It keeps working. So... We're, we're really thankful for that. Um, and uh, after, after service today, we're providing lunch right here. And so uh, the ladies made soup and chili and salad and sandwiches too? No? Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> and, you know, take, take advantage of that. We want to cultivate relationships relationships is where it's at, you know. Um, the church we come from down in, in Lake Elmo, they even have it written on their offering envelope, cultivating discipleship through relationships. It's all, it, it, it's all together. When we're around each other, um, and um, we can 
pour our life into other people and build them up and encourage them. Even at our Bible study this week, we, um, we, we've been having a, a Bible study for two years on Thursday nights um, in Matamidi, where we live, and we had to... Um, we, we had to tell them that we're done with the Bible study so we could focus on things up here. But it was just so good to be around the, the, the saints. There's something about the fellowship of the saints. Uh, there's something supernatural that happens when we just get around believers, just being in their presence. Um, you know, that God lives in, in each of us individually, and individually we're the temple of the Holy Ghost, but then when we all assemble together, just being together, it, it makes me feel good. There's so much peace there. Um, so that's it for the announcement. Stay for, stay for lunch if you can, um, at least for a little while. Let's turn to Matthew 13. I'm gonna move over to the offering. Um, I need a mic stand. I might just set this down. Matthew chapter 13, um, verses um, 44 through 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which when a man found and hid, and for joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And uh, so I'm thinking about what we, what we value in our life. When someone finds God and finds the things of God, it can become so valuable that it's like whatever I need to do, I can just let all of this go, change my work schedule, change my job, change everything, center all my life right here around where God wants me to be. That, it, it can get to that point. That's, how it, that, that's where it should be um, when you get a revelation of, of the importance of, of being in the will of God. No matter what it takes, do I have to change everything, sell everything, readjust this, move to a different place? What do I need to do? Make it happen. That's what we, and when we, when we give into the kingdom of God, we're assigning value to the things that we, we, we give towards. You know, um, if, you spend, um, if you spend money on fishing, well, you're assigning value to that in your life. And that's a good thing in its place. 
Who were Jesus' disciples? Fishermen. Okay, so don't feel bad. Um, but, um, and when we give to God, we're, we're saying that we, we value his word. And that's where our heart needs to be. So I've put out offering envelopes on seats in front of you all. That's one way to give. And um, we, we do that, you know, now, now we have digital giving and in-person, you know, giving with envelopes. And so um, um, if you have cash or check and you, you wish to give that way, we just bring that up and put that in the box right here. Um, during during the next song if you're giving online um, You can scan the QR code on the envelope Or just go to our website and give give through the website and that's um, that's how we do that So we'll do the offering song The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell it goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell the guilty pair Bow down with care, God gave his son to win his erring child. He reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Oh, love of God. How rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints and angels' song. So all the children are released for children's ministry. If you're five and under, pretty much, six and under, okay. So, so anyway, it's my pleasure to, to um, uh, introduce our guest speaker, my good friend Don Hanay. We go back a, a good long ways, probably to uh, before 95, 93, maybe, 94, sure. Back to the singles ministry at, at Living Word. So, um, you know, and there's, and there, I, I was explaining to people at our Bible study that there's, as we walk with God, there's some people that are that'll be in our life for a season. We'll see them regularly and weekly, and then they go this way and we go that way, and 
And uh, I remember you came to me and, and said, yeah, you know, we're moving to Branson, Missouri, and we're going to go to Brother Moore's church. And I thought, okay, that's wonderful, cool. Next thing I know, 10 years later, you're back, or 12 years later, thereabouts. Now you're back, but, uh, but God does these things. You know, we're, we'll be intersecting with each other for the rest of our lives, sometimes more frequently than, than at other times. But it's really a blessing. Um, wanted to read uh, one little verse here, maybe two. Psalm 64, uh, no, 65 says, Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. Psalm 68. Um, you have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men. That's quoted in the, in the New Testament. But um, God chooses people and calls people. And uh, it's, a, it's a really sacred thing. Yesterday... It just came up in my heart. He's calling up his reserves. He's calling up his reserves. I, I count myself among them. And, uh, and that's how I see you too. So gifts that, that have been, um, that God's just been holding on to until the right time. And then he releases them. And so it's my pleasure to welcome you to the pulpit today. So, y'all clap and welcome Don. Yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Whoop. Okay. We're too close. Oh, that'd be a blessing, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's good. You got your water. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Nathaniel. Yeah, I might... See. Might go right. All right, right sir. There. Thank you. Praise God. I'll try to stay away from the speakers here. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, it's so good to be like Brother Nathaniel, Pastor Nathaniel said, in the house of the Lord with everyone. There's no greater joy. I've been I've been in church all my life. I mean, I I, I gosh. I pretty much guarantee I've never missed more than ten services. From the time I was a little boy, I, I mean, I love church. I love church. I love the people of God. You know, praise God. There's just no greater joy, just like you said. And this is what we get to spend eternity with. Well, how much fun is that? You know, that, that I can leave my car keys or my house keys with any one of you and know everything's fine. No worries. You can't do that anywhere in the world. But with the body of Christ, yes. praise the Lord. What a joy. What a joy. What a privilege. Oh, Father God, um, we just thank you and we just praise you for this day. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And Father, we just uh, give you this time right now, Father. Uh, Holy Spirit, you just move in this place. Move in our hearts, Holy Spirit. Help us all to receive what you would have us receive. Help our hearts to get on fire for, for who you are, for how big you are. You're a big God. 
And you're not, you're not um, ashamed. You're not uh, insecure to share your bigness with us. Oh, Father, it's amazing. It's amazing how big you are. It's amazing that, that you're, you're like, hey, I want to share my bigness with you all. And, and it doesn't phase you one bit. You just love it. You get pleased when we just step into faith, Father God. And we just thank you. Thank you so much, Father. Just minister to each one of us here, Father. I need it as much as what you're going to have me speak out, Father God. I, I thank you, Father. We're all, we're all in this together. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for a great time this morning. Amen. Oh, glory to God. You know, I'm so blessed, uh, Brother Nathaniel and Miss C here, just allowing me to be in this moment and privilege. I'm just privileged and honored, honestly. I just thank you. Um, totally unexpected and just blesses me. Um, in Branson, Missouri, uh, Rachel, my, this, oh, this is my beautiful wife, Rachel, by the way, yeah. Rachel, and my beautiful daughter, Sienna. And my beautiful daughter, Danielle, and my wonderful son, Luke. <laughs> and I'm, I'm honored Sienna came all the way from Mankato this morning to, to, to be here, and that's such a blessing. And um, Gosh, you guys, uh, I better put my watch up so I keep track here. Um, praise the Lord. Um, you know, when Nathaniel... Uh, he called me, or he texted me first, said, give me a call. I was out on the play field with Luke, and we were playing football outside. And Rachel and I, I had just had a rough day at, on a Saturday at work when I, I'm a tax person by trade, and uh, I normally don't work Saturdays outside of tax season, but I had to finish up a tax return. So I had I thought I was going to be a Saturday for four hours. I was there all day, and I wasn't the happiest camper for having to be there all day on a Saturday. And uh, so I, when I got home and I was talking to Rachel, and um, we were just having a conversation, and I, I just basically ended up saying, you know, the Lord, he always favors me. He always, in the midst of what seems like, you know, not the most fun thing or whatever, God just comes through, and he's just so big and whatever. So I go out and play with Luke, and just a little bit later, you're texting me and give me a call. And, and, uh, and, and so my point is, is I was a little, I was just fighting the fight of faith at the moment. You know, just, you know, we all have those moments. We can be normal here, right? We can be human here, right? And I was just having those moments, and, and uh, he texts me. So I called him in the middle of the football field, and, and uh, you don't remember that? Oh, you do. Okay. And, uh, and I, I said, what's up, Nathaniel? And, and he just said, I just sensed the, that God had told me, spoke to me yesterday, I believe is what your words were, that um, you're supposed to be my preacher in November. And uh, <laughs> praise God. That blessed me so much. And I just felt... It was just, I just told Rachel, I just felt it was just confirmation. Just confirmation from God. Hey, you're on the right track, boy. You know, just chill out. You're okay, you know, and he's, he's done that all my life. But, um, you know, this morning, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I, uh, I, I've kind of learned 
what my, what my purpose is in the body of Christ. And, uh, and it's to preach faith. It's, it's to preach encouragement to the body of Christ that we have, through Christ Jesus, all that we need. And uh, praise God. I'm, I'm excited to preach. Um, when we were in Branson, um, I preached with Rachel. That's where I started to point at my wife. Preached um, in front of kids. We, we did kids ministry a lot. And so I did um, a lot of preaching in front of kids. But this is probably, I, I did preach that one time short in front of the adults there. Remember that? Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you that, this is my first adult preaching, so praise God. <laughs> You're just kidding. We, you know, that's a good point. We're all just growing up here. You're right, a bunch of kids here. Praise God. Um, no, you know, um, one thing that stirs my heart up a lot is I do not like seeing God's bride, his people, getting beat up by the enemy, by sickness, disease, Lack, curse, whatever. I do not like seeing God's people getting wrecked. That's not, that's not our Jesus. Jesus walked in victory. Jesus always, always was in control of what was going on. Sure, bad things happened. Certain things went wrong at times, but then Jesus would come in and all would be well. Amen. You know, and so... Um, there's something in uh, each one of us that is that person that wants to be a winner. We don't want to be losers. We want to be winners. But the body of Christ, so many times, we water down the word of God with our traditions. We water down the power of God. But the Holy Spirit is here. And he's excited to show us that he's the God of power. He's the God of fire. He's a winning God. And, you know, how we get to find out about that is through the word of God. The word of God gives us faith. It says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, Many, many times, we have to start there. We have to start there. And I'm just going to read some scriptures to get us all fired up here. Um, because I'll tell you, the word of God is alive. It's living and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces. It pierces our hearts. It's awesome. Such a blessing. So Habakkuk 2.4, it says... Behold his soul, and I apologize, some of these I'm going to go through fast. Um, but uh, Habakkuk 2, 4, it says, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And what that's saying is, is we don't have enough within ourselves to be upright, to be good enough, to be strong enough within ourselves. And that's why the just shall live by his faith, his faith in God Almighty, his faith in the victorious one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 1, and I'm going to go through four of these. There's four of these, the just shall live by his faith in the Bible. Romans 1, 16 through 17 says, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah is right. Galatians 3.11, it says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. We're to live by faith, folks. We're to live by faith. Hallelujah. And then the final one on that very phrase is Hebrews 10, 37 through 39. It says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Everybody say, I'm not one of them who draws back. I'm here today. I'm in faith. Amen. You're here today. Praise God. You know, if we didn't have a hope, if we didn't have a... Uh, uh, expectation of good things. We wouldn't, we wouldn't show up on Sunday. But praise God, we're, we're in faith here. We're, we're believing together here. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Glory to God. How do you think Jesus walked? Right? I mean, how did Jesus walk? I mean, he walked by faith. There was, it says everyone that came to him got healed. Everyone that came to him got healed. You know, there's a, there's a misnomer in the body of Christ, and that misnomer is, is that there was something in Jesus that said, no, you can't be healed today. You know, you, you got to keep that sickness. And the misnomer is we, we, we've been told that sometimes God has a will for you to keep a sickness or to keep a, a disease or whatever. But the life of Jesus, there wasn't one time, not one time, that he told someone, came up to someone, no, not today, that the Father said, you got to keep that sickness or you got to keep that poverty. Not one time. Well, are we, are we following Jesus, or are we following some man's opinion, or right? Praise God. I'm following Jesus all the way, you guys. You know, we, we don't, it's not like we don't have challenges, all of us, right? But the more we get in his word, the more we get to know him. The more we get to know our master, our savior. And the more we walk with him, the more we know he's on the victory side. He's on the side of empowering us. He doesn't cause weakness to be in us. He causes strength to come up and arise within us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, let's see. 
there's a scripture, Luke 18, 8, where Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? This is Jesus saying this. So we, we were just told four different times in the word of God, the just shall live by faith. And then Jesus is saying, shall he find faith in the earth when he comes back? Well, praise God, he found faith here. Glory to God, we're all here. Praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. Hebrews, uh, I'm going to go to Hebrews. So what is, yeah, what is faith? Many, many of you are going, okay, we're supposed to live by faith. What is faith? So Hebrews 11.1, 1, praise the Lord, it says, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith, faith is bringing substance into this world out of the world that is not seen. And that's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did, his whole ministry. He said, I only do the things I see my Father do. I only say the things I hear my Father say. Praise God. Jesus, Jesus was the perfect demonstration of living by faith. And we're his, his brothers and sisters. We're, we've been adopted into the family. If we, have Jesus, if we have Jesus in our hearts, we're in his family. We've been adopted. We get the opportunity to live by faith. And we got Jesus backing us up. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a blessing that is. It says, verse 2, 4, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. The elders in the Old Testament obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, so God, through faith, we understand God framed the word, worlds by his word so that the things we're all seeing are, were not made of things which do appear. They were made by his words. Our creator, our creator God, he, you know, in, he created us in his image and in his likeness. Yes. You know, sometimes I, I just sit there and I think, okay, I just like need to be reminded I'm a created one. Like I'm created by the God of all the universe. Like sometimes we just got to pause and think about it. Like that's awesome. Like he created us and he created us in his image and likeness, Genesis says. Wow. That's awesome. And then he framed... The world's by his word, and, and we get to, by faith, we get to frame what happens to us by our words and by our belief in his backing us up on things. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Um, let's see. There, I've got a bunch of verses here about um, there's different kinds of faith or there's no faith. So I'm going to read some of these. 
to, to uh, help us out here. There's so much in the Word of God of faith. And, you know, a uh, <laughs> brother Nathaniel, I know, can help you guys more as far as studying the Word, but I just did the simplistic thing of BibleGateway.com, and, uh, and I put in faith in the search, and all kinds of verses come up, and they're right there for you. They're just loaded right there, and you just, praise God, get to read, read, read. And it's like, it, it just that alone can build us up. And uh, praise God. So uh, in Deuteronomy uh, 32.20, it says, And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a froward generation, children in whom is no faith. So God, you know, I've read the Old Testament many, many times. I, I don't, even, don't even know. I love the Old Testament. The Old Testament is awesome. I, I love the New Testament, but some people steer away from the Old Testament. When you, when you read it, like Brother Jim and I were talking before service, when, when you read it in context, you get to, you get to know the heart of the Father. It, his heart is so big. His heart is so full of mercy. He loves us so much. The Israelites, they were an example in the Old Testament. They messed up so many times, you guys. And I honestly believe that God put that for us. He put it in the Old Testament for us. Like, as many times as we've all messed up, we have not messed up so much as the Israelites because, like, they, they major messed up a lot, a lot, over and over. And then God would, he'd come in, and he'd bail them out, and then they'd mess up again and again. And I, I, I just feel from the, from the heart of the Father, he's like, I put that there just to encourage y'all. You can't mess up as much as my, my people messed up, and I still love them. And I still got plans. He's got plans for Israel, you guys. Oh, yes. Big plans. Oh, yes. Big plans. The devil, he knows his time is short. His time is short. But th for us, you guys, let's get excited because no matter how many times we've failed, God loves us and he's for us and he's ready to deal with us here and now and in our future. He does not care about what happened in our past. He is he's about here and now and about what's happening in our future. He's got plans for us, plans to prosper us, plans to help us, plans that are good, good future. It says in Jeremiah, Jeremiah um, help me out, 29. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 30, 31, 29, 29, 11. Thank you, Brother Nathaniel. 29, Jeremiah 29, 11. Good plans God has for us. Um, so no faith. He, he, so no faith. Why, why, does, why does God like not be happy with no faith? It's because it's he's done so much for us. The Israelites, he got them out of Egypt, all those plagues. He, their shoes for 40 years didn't wear out in the wilderness. Their clothes didn't wear out. He provided manna. He, he provided the quail. And he's like, you guys... Like, trust me. You know, um, one part that they, they really did wrong, you guys, and, and we need to not do this. When Moses, 
was up on the mountain talking to God, the very beginning, he want, God wanted the Israelites to come to the base of the mountain. But the, the light, the, the power of God, the lightning and, and the thunders and whatever, they got scared, you guys. They got scared, and they didn't want. So, so they, they pushed away from getting close to God. And they said, Moses, you just, you, you be the, in, the intermediary, and you tell us what God is saying. Let's not be like that, you guys. God loves us so much. He wants us to draw close to, to him. He says when we draw close to him, he draws close to us. I love drawing close to God. It's awesome. Praise God. He's, he's a revealer. He's a revealer. He, he loves to reveal himself to us when we draw close to him. Another one about no faith. Um, Jesus answered in Matthew 17, 17 and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus is saying, hey, why are we a faithless and perverse generation? How long shall I, be, how long shall I bring him hither to me? That was when he was, um, I forget which one he was going to heal, but he was going to heal someone. Oh, it was, uh, it was the, uh, son, the son of the father uh, that came to him, and the son threw himself in the fire because he was possessed with the devil. And, and uh, Jesus said, O faithless, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring them to me. Let's not be faithless. Let's be faithful, right? Right? Praise God. Mark 4.40, it said, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Mark 4.40, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? That was, um, I'm going to read the next one too, because one of, one of them is the storm when he was in the boat sleeping, and one of them's the storm when he was walking on the water. Um, Luke 8, 25. It's, he said to them, where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, what manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Jesus, he's with these disciples. He isn't rejecting them. He's just trying to, guys, Come up. Come up. I'm, I'm with you. I'm hanging out with you. I'm telling you about the Father. Come on, you guys. Right. You know, he's sleeping the one time on the boat, and they're like, I mean, it has to be rocking, you know, because they're scared, so something's going. How he's sleeping, I don't even know that, but he's sleeping. They have to wake him up, and, and he's like, come on. Um, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Praise God. It, I, I'm telling you, God has put the Old Testament, the disciples, he's put it all together for us so that we can never, never feel like we're, we're unable to be his kid. We're unable to get to that level of walking with him. Because if, if the Old Testament Israelites... God's still for them and all the mistakes they made. And then the disciples and the, the lack of faith they had, we're right with them, right? We are. We're right with them. But, you know, as the time draws nearer, 
We have the Holy, remember the Holy Spirit. He came out and after Jesus resurrected and he ascended to the Father, God sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he reminds us of Jesus. And he stirs up the fire of God in us. That We're supposed to be stirred up ones. We're supposed to be battle ready, ready to have victory. Praise God. You know, um, we're going to get to David because David's one of my favorite characters. But if the Old Testament before Christ, before the Holy Spirit, if the Old Testament heroes of faith, David, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Moses, Abraham, if they walked by faith, how much more do we get to walk by faith? Yeah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go. So now we go from no faith. I'm going to go to little faith here. Uh, uh, Matthew 6.30. It says, wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? That's, that's one of our favorites, right? Because uh, three verses after John 6, or Matthew 6.30 is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Praise God. So here he's saying, if God clothes the grass of the field, how much more is he going to clothe you, or you of little faith? You know? God's, he's got us, you guys. He's got us. Praise God. Praise God. We have the right. We have the right to stand on the word of God. We have the right to stand on the promises of God. Praise God. You know, there's, um, there's times I, I, I do enjoy football a lot. And, you know, it's really cool. Um, briefly, when Sienna was born, my oldest, uh, I was a football addict, you would, you would say, at least for the NFL. I, I really, and um, she's crawling on the floor and, and doing her, and, and then, of course, I'm working Monday through Friday. So basically, weekends, I get, um, a little time with my family or whatever. And I'm watching, I, before that I watched football all the time and enjoyed it. And, and I just was like, I can't, I got to quit watching football. I'm not spending any time with my daughter here. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, help take this football enjoyment away from me. And, and uh, it took about two or three years and I quit watching football. I mean, and for the, not complete, but just for the most part, maybe playoffs, I think. But I got to spend time uh, with her, and, and uh, football became a past thing. And then my Luke, ten, 10 years old here, I think two years ago when he was eight, maybe, no, nine, a year ago? Seven? Okay, maybe seven. He, he for some reason, got attracted to football and, now I'm, I'm attracted back to football. Definitely not as, I don't get upset like I did back in those days when I was, <laughs> praise God. I'm, but my point is, is, you know, athletes, they, they are believing that they can win. They are believing. You know, I'm thinking of even um, uh, Olympic athletes. They can't afford, you guys, they can't afford to think 
thoughts of doubt and unbelief. Those coaches for Olympic athletes, and I'm sure coaches for pretty much all the sports, they, they will not let their athletes speak a word of losing. You can't do it. You know? you got to stay the course. And if a coach would ever hear someone saying, hey, we're going to lose or whatever, if, if they're, you know, a good coach, like our good father, like our Savior Jesus, well, they're going to come alongside. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that you're going to die from this sickness or disease. Or don't say that you have mental health problems. Sure, we might be fighting. You know, I got stuff in my body I'm fighting. There's some things I'm fighting. But I don't let my words just line up and say, well, I'm, I'm just going to live with this for the rest of my life, I'm, you know. No, there's a Holy Spirit fight inside of each one of us. We're, the, we're part of the kingdom of God. And there's a Holy Spirit fight that says, no. You have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. Right? Praise God. That's right. You know, the church and and I I'm I the church in America, we have so we have so weakened what God has presented and yet God He's so patient with us, and he's so merciful to us. He, he doesn't, he waits for us, you guys. He's such a gentleman. Our, our God, you, you know, if you give yourself over the devil, if you give the devil a little inch, oh, he, he blows the doors open, and he's like, I, I, want, I want all, you know. He's a nasty, nasty being. There's one person or one thing we can hate in this world. Nothing, we shouldn't hate anything else, but we can hate the devil. Yes. He is our enemy, and he has no place in the child of God, right? Yes. But, but our God, man, the church in America, we have so weakened the word of God, but yet God, like, like Brother Nathaniel said, he's got, he's got some reserves coming up. Praise God. He's got some reserves. And all of you, all of, and me, we're, we're all part of the family of God. And we have the opportunity to spend some time with our Savior, with our Lord. Get in this word. Read it. Get to know the Father and his heart. And praise God, we got the opportunity to win. We got the opportunity to grow strong in faith. Right? And lay hold. Lay hold of the things that he has for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, uh, it says in Matthew 14, 31, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And that's, so that's the story of when Peter started walking on the water. You know, isn't that amazing? So... So he's in the boat. There's storm around. Peter, he's like, bid me come, Lord. You know, they all thought he was a ghost at first, and, and then uh, they realized it was Jesus. And Peter goes, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. <laughs> Jesus said, come. 
he got himself in a corner now, right? I mean, like, so he had, and one, one scripture says he had to come down out of the boat. So I'm thinking, okay, storm's all around. He's coming down out of the boat, and now he's walking on water. Wow. It's a good thing he obeyed right away, right? Because I'm sure if he was given just another few seconds of thinking about it, no. But he's like, his eyes were fixed on Jesus walking on the water. Praise God. That's where our eyes need to be fixed. We need to be fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, it says in Hebrews 12, 2. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love to have my eyes fixed on Jesus. Glory to God. Victory. It's, it's victory time, you guys. I remember the Lord telling me that a while back. It's time. It's time for my people to arise. It's time. It's time for us to have victory, you guys. Victory over the enemy, victory over defeat, victory over lack. It's time, you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, so then we go from no faith, little faith. There's one verse on weak faith. Um, it says, uh, Romans 4.19, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. That's talking about Abraham. You know what? Let's turn there because I love that. There's a glory to God. Romans 4. There's just some good meat. Meat here, you guys. Romans 4, 17. Let's start. Um, um, Paul write, writing here in Romans and... Uh, it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So this is talking about Abraham in the Old Testament. God promised to Abraham, you are a father of many nations. Hallelujah. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, makes, brings life to the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. So that's faith again, you guys. God calls those things which be not in this physical world as though they were. And then they are. Praise God. Praise God. Who against hope, this is talking about Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, his body, of course, not dead, but dead in the reproductive ability. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body when he was about 100 years old, neither yet did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to Abraham for righteousness. Praise God. There's a lot in the word about Abraham. God, it even says Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham here was not weak in faith. Well, 
we all know if we read the Bible, there was, there was some times where Abraham was weak in faith, right? That's for us. That's to remind us that, hey, we have our moments, right? But let's, let's put those moments aside. Let's start running our race with endurance, right? The race that's set before us. Hallelujah. So Abraham, at this point in time, he finally, he got there. He got there where he staggered not at the promise of God. And he's like, we're, Sarah, we're having a child. Praise God. I'm the father of many nations. He started calling himself Abraham. Remember God changed his name from Abram to the Abraham, which meant father of many nations. He started calling himself Abraham. I'm Abraham. He didn't have a kid yet, but that kid came. And you know what's so cool about when Abraham had Isaac, that that faith that Abraham had, it just carried, it just soared all the way to the day that God called Abraham to sacrifice his son. Um, uh, I have to remember where that one is here. Let's see. Help me out, John or Nathaniel. Where did uh, Abraham... Um, Sacrifice his son again, Genesis. Let's see if I can remember where that one is. Twenty-two. Thank you, Genesis twenty-two. All right, Holy Spirit's got me going in this direction. So, all right. Verse 1, it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, is what the um, King James Version says. You could say test. He, it, God came to test. He came to prove Abraham's heart. He needed Abraham, you guys, to pass a test so that God could bring Jesus into the earth. He needed, he put so much into Abraham, and he saw Abraham... He had faith, and so he's going to test him now here on his faith. And he said to Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. And Isaac at this point was, I don't know, 12 years old maybe, something like that. He, he was not a little, little boy, but he was a little older. And um your only son, whom you love, get thee into the land of Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. Notice that God told him to take his son and offer him as an offering. Abraham didn't question him, but notice one thing. Abraham had a relationship with God. He trusted God. But notice one thing. He didn't waste any time obeying God. He gave no time for doubt and unbelief to enter in. It says, He rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, claved the wood for the burnt offering, rose up, went into the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. He saw the place where he was supposed to go far off. He said to the young men, You guys stay here with the ass and I and the lad. We will go yonder. Listen to this. We will go yonder and worship and come again to you. That's right. Faith. Faith. Abraham, we're going to go worship. We're going to come again to you. 
Praise God. So he took the offering, laid it upon Isaac, took the fire in his hand, knife. They went, both of them together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father. He said, Father. He said, Here I am, son. Behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. They came to the place which God had told them of. Abraham built an altar there, laid the wood in the order, bound Isaac his son, laid him on the altar. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son, and the angel of the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do anything to him, for I know now that you do fear God. He trusted God. He reverenced God seeing that you didn't withhold your son, your only son, from me. And that, our father of faith, it says in the New Testament, Abraham, is how God was able to bring Jesus into, into the earth to be our perfect sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Galatians here, uh, chapter 3. It says in verse um, verse uh, 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know you therefore that you which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Hallelujah. We're blessed with faithful Abraham. Glory to God, you guys. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, all right. So I got started on that because Jesus was talking, or uh, Paul was talking about uh, Abraham not being weak in faith. Abraham wasn't weak in faith. So we can. We can be weak in faith, that means. Let's not be, but have we all had moments where we're weak in faith? I know I have. <laughs> but praise God, I don't like staying. I don't like those moments. <laughs> um, then there's, there's just faith. In Matthew 9.22, um, Jesus turned him about, uh, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. The woman with the issue of blood. It says she had spent all she had seeking doctors to fix her up. But nobody had an answer. But do you know that it doesn't say in the scripture, but you gotta, you got to imagine. You know, God gave us an imagination. You know, when, when I'm praying, I'm imagining, I'm worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I... I don't have a specific picture of him, but I just, the awesomeness of him. We have an imagination. God gave it to us. So I got to imagine that, that she's going around to all the physicians paying lots of money to get fixed up, but she's starting to hear about this Jesus. Oh, did you hear about Jesus? He, he raised a, a person from the dead. Uh, there was a blind, there was some blind men that got healed. There was a lame a person with a withered hand got restored. She started hearing this. She's spending money, but she's hearing about this Jesus. And all of a sudden, she's like, 
if he can heal the blind, the lame, the dumb, to get them to speak, if he can cause the, the uh, weak to become strong, all I need to do is just touch the hem of his garment. That's a, she started hearing enough. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She started hearing words of God about what Jesus was doing, and it stirred her up. And she, and she got so stirred up that she pushed herself through a crowd. She grabbed the hem of his garment, and praise God, she was healed. And Jesus said, he goes, uh, turn him about. He saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? How, how is she different than us? How is Abraham different than us? Right? They don't have anything extra special, but they spent time hearing the word of God. They spent time with God. And it, um, there's a preacher, uh, well, it's Andrew Womack, that talks about effortless faith. He talks about effortless faith because... When we start to read the word of God, faith comes. It comes. We're trying to some, sometimes think, well, how can I be an overcomer? How can I have victory? Let's not, let's not worry about that. Let's just spend some time reading God's word. Because when you start to read God's word, you start to get excited. The Holy Spirit starts stirring up the word of God in us. Hallelujah. Let's see. Make sure I'm getting, getting pushed here, so I better, better hurry myself up. All right. Praise God. Um, there's so much other verses here, you guys. Um, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith made thee whole. Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. He was talking about when the uh, ten lepers came, one came back. One came back and he humbled himself before Jesus and he thanked Jesus. And Jesus said, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, I don't know for sure what that means, but I've heard preachers say that the leprosy, because it takes away parts of your body or whatever, that those nine lepers that kept going, they might have not, they, they might have been whole from or healed from leprosy, but maybe didn't get made whole. But that one that came back, Jesus said to him, thy faith made thee whole. Good. I've heard preachers say it's a good possibility that that man got every limb, every finger back in place. Hallelujah. Um, all right. Well, there's so much good stuff. This is just the beginning, and I knew, I knew uh, glory to God, that uh, there's so much in God's word that's so beautiful, you guys. I, I'm going to read, um, read David here because he's just one of my all-time favorites. And I honestly, between Jesus and David, I, I think I just get so stoked up. Ye, praise God. Do you guys know that David and his mighty men did not lose a battle? They never lost a battle. Not one. And they had several battles. They didn't lose a battle. Glory to God. David, he comes up 
He rose up early in the morning in verse 20 of um, 1 Samuel 17. He rose up early in the morning. He left the sheep. David, he's always with the sheep. You know, he wrote most of the Psalms. We all know that, I believe. But David's out in the fields with the sheep. He's got his harp. What else is he doing? But he's spending time talking to God. He's got a lot of time on his hands. He's got a lot of time. He's spending time talking to God. He's getting to know God. God's speaking to his heart. And then a bear comes and a lion comes. And David, through the strength of God, is able to take the lamb out of the lion's mouth or the bear's claws or whatever. So here David, he did those things. He rose up early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, took, went um, as his dad Jesse commanded him. He came to the trench. He, so the Israelites are arrayed on one side of a mountain with a valley in between uh, against the Philistines on the other side. And David was sent by Jesse to go there um, um, and, and commanded him that he would go as the host was going forth to the fight. Okay, so David came as Jesse commanded him, and um, the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. So David's watching as the Israelites and the Philistines, I guess, are, are in battle array and going forth, army against army in verse 21. David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, ran into the army. He came and saluted his brothers. So he had his brothers in the army, and that's why Jesse, his dad, sent him to go check on his brothers. And as he talked with them, the, the army that was around him at that moment, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spoke according to the same words that he had always had spoken, and he defied the armies of the living God. Um, David heard these words. All the men of Israel, when they saw the, the Goliath, they fled from him. They were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel he has come up. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done? He, he's like, I want to hear this again. What shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine, takes away the reproach from Israel? But listen to this. Then he says, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David's like, Who is this? You guys. He does not have a covenant with Jehovah, the creator of the universe. This Philistine is up against the armies of the living God. Who is this guy? This is just, a, David was just a young man. Just a young man. But he'd spent time. He'd spent time with God. We need to spend time with God in his word, you guys, because it strengthens us. It, it puts his fire in us. It puts the Holy Spirit who, who's moving in the earth in us, you guys. And God's got big things for, for this generation. Um. Let's see, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered after him. I'm going to skip around here because uh, time here, I'm running out. But um, 
David in verse 29, David said that he got chewed out by his brother. His brother chewed him out. What, who are you, David? Why are you being so bold and vocal here? Come on now. You're just a little kid. You're a sheep guy. Who are you? He's a guy who knew his covenant with the Almighty. In verse 29, David goes, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? You guys, right here today in America, in our homes, with our families, is there not a cause? You know, Rachel and I, we, we raised our kids to know the Lord because we're like, is there not a cause? We don't want our kids to grow up, to be just like the world, to hear the same things of the world. We shut that TV off. We've never had satellite cable whatever tv yeah we have the tv on once in a while for a movie or for football or but i'm not saying we're all this holy holy you know but man as much as we could we did not let the world invade our homes the uncircumcised invade our homes amen no you guys god wants to build us up he wants us to be strong in him. But the way we're going to do it is we're, we got to shut out the world. And we got to get in with him. There's so many opportunities more than ever before for us to get in with him. So much good YouTube teaching. So much good praise and worship. And then the word of God, of course, praying in the Holy Spirit. There's, there's so much opportunity. Anyhow, back to David here. Um, so... So the, now David, Saul, so David is so bold. He's just a boy, but he's so bold that they bring him to Saul. They're like, you got to hear this guy. Like, he's so confident. That's a man of God, right? That's a man of God. So they bring him to Saul. Saul wants to put all his armor on him. And, and you know, wisdom of God David did not get haughty. He didn't get prideful. He let, he let Saul put that armor on him. He, okay, I'll try that on. But he recognized, you know what? My confidence is in my, my God, not in this armor. And he, we, we can destroy our confidence sometimes when we do things man's way, right? We, we need to follow the Spirit of God within us. He's showing us. He's directing us. He's leading us. David's like, mm, I'm not comfortable. I'm not confident with this armor on. He took it off. He got his stone. And, and uh, I love the words. You got to love the words that David says to, to Goliath. Verse 44, the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Oh, first of all, verse 43, the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his dog. So whatever um, Goliath is, what they say, nine, ten feet tall? Nine, ten feet tall. Touch His head's touching the ceiling, maybe beyond. And David's like my height or something, small little dude. Um, and, 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 and you got it. He's like, what are you, you know? But David's like not moved. He is, in fact, it's just firing David up. This is just stirring David up. We ought to be stirred up, you guys. 
When the enemy tries to come into our family, you know the enemy tried to take Rachel out when in 2012, uh, we, we were in Minnesota on a vacation from Branson, and, and we were at some friend's house, and it happened so quickly, but in the morning at our friend's house, she started telling me, not feeling very good. And uh, then she lied down, and I, it was maybe a couple hours later, and she's like, something's not right. We need to, I need to go see a doctor. And, and, uh, and Rachel and I have lived by faith, and, and uh, I knew, I could tell that this was, this was something we needed to, I needed to listen and obey. You know, one thing about faith people is we got to be careful that we follow wisdom. Wisdom, Proverbs says, is the principal thing. We can't, we can't discard wisdom. Um, we can get ourselves in trouble when we start to think we're in faith. We th start to think we believe God, but we can get ourselves in trouble. We need to be assured, like, like uh, Abraham was. He staggered not at the promises of God. He was persuaded. We need to be persuaded. And we also need to behave in wisdom. And, and she told me, need to go see. So we drove down to Fairview in uh, Champlin, I think it was, or Brooklyn Park, something like that. And, um, and uh, got her immediately back in the days when you could get in kind of quick, right? <laughs> Anyhow. Um, got her checked in pretty quickly, and um, and they wanted her to give a urine sample, and so we go into the. She she wanted me to come with her. She was feeling lightheaded, and uh, go into the room, and she gave her sample, and then um, she got up to wash her hands, and and she fainted, and so I I was there. I was able to c capture her so she didn't hit her head or whatever. And I opened the door with one hand, and I said, little help, please. And, and they got a cart and, and whatever and put her on a cart. We went back in the room we came from. And, and, uh, and then um, they got a few, we got a little more attention at that point. And, uh, and so they got a couple nurses or two or three nurses in there. And, and uh, at that point, you know, Rachel was calm. She was in faith. She was like, I know everything's going to be fine. God's got me. She was calm. I was calm. I, I do not, you guys, I hate fear. God hates fear. Right. I'm not saying I don't have moments of fear. I'm just saying I hate it. So I try to avoid it at all costs, right? Right? I mean, we, we got fear has no place in a child of God, right? Because we got the greater one in us, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. So yeah. praise God. The Holy Spirit in us, he, he was helping us. And, uh, well, they lifted her head up on um, the cart to put a pillow underneath her head. And when they put her back down, the nurse, she passed out, I think, again, right? Second time? When they sat you up. And um, she passed out a second time. And then the nurse, I was at the end of the cart that she was on, and I was just kind of, I, I, I might have been holding her feet. I, I know I was holding her feet when what happened happened in a moment. But the nurse goes, I, I don't have a pulse. Well, when she said that, the, the Holy Spirit in me just rose up. 
And I grabbed, and I had my hands on her ankles. I said, devil, you take your hands off of my wife in Jesus' name. Well, you guys, the cool thing about God is he honors faith, right? And he's a God of victory. Long story short is she had lost three pints of blood and more through an eptoptic pregnancy. So somehow this pregnancy was outside of her womb, but the body was thinking there's a pregnancy going on, and it started sending lots of blood to this outside of the womb area. And so she had over three pints of blood, the doctor said at the end of the story here, that he had to vacuum out of her herself, but she was losing blood. My point is, is God's faithful to our faith. He honors faith. And she should have still been losing more and more blood between that moment and the moment we got her in surgery, which was two and a half, three hours later. So we go from feigning 15 minutes ago or so to passing out she didn't pass out not one more time. Not one time. Praise God. She got in surgery. God took, gave us a great doctor, took care of her. Praise God. Um, so David, here he is. This is what we need to do to the enemy. Whatever the enemy in our family is, to our personal lives, David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. You come to me, devil, with sickness, disease, poverty, lack. Right? I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Glory to God. He knew who was back in him. We can know who's back in us. But when we get in here and we read this, we get in context of the Word of God, praise God, He puts it in us. It's effortless. He puts faith in us, you guys. Let's listen to the Word of God. You know, there's the ability now to listen to the Bible being read to us. If some, I know some of my friends, they don't read very well, they told, they've told me. so, But we can listen to the Word of God. He goes, this day, this is David, this day will the Lord deliver you, Goliath, into my hand, and I will smite you, and I will take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Is there a God in our homes? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, there's a God in my home. There's a God in my life. His name is Jesus. He's the victorious one. And I'm victorious with him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, man, praise God. We just got started, didn't we? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just, ah. Uh, I love the Word of God. I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus, our Savior, our Master, our Lord. Praise God. He wants us to live in victory, you guys. He wants us to live above. You know what he said in the Old Testament? He said, 
You're above. And in Deuteronomy 28, he talks about the blessings, and then he talks about the cursings. But we're supposed to be part of the blessings because the cursings have everything to do with the world, but the blessings are the body of Christ. Sure, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're still working through things, right? Sometimes we're, we're, we're taking steps of faith. Sometimes it takes a process of time. I remember Andrew Womack, um, uh, was it on his ear, nose? I forget. There was something that, that he said was, and it was six, thank you, on his ear. Six years, I remember him saying, he kept, people, doctors would come to him and say, oh, that's cancerous, that's cancerous or whatever. And he just, one thing, one thing is important, you guys. Again, back to the wisdom. Andrew knew where he was in faith. We need to make sure we, we know where we are in faith. We're not to be in the faith of someone else. We're to be confident where we are in our walk of faith. But faith will grow as we spend time with the Lord. Andrew had faith that he didn't, he wasn't worried. He knew that God had him. So that's where his faith was at. So he, he just kept on going six years, and it finally came off. And I, if I remember correctly, he didn't even really realize it came off, and someone had to tell him, Andrew, that thing's gone. Am I right? Yeah, it's like, praise God. That's to encourage us. That's to stir us up. Well, Father God, we love you so much. We thank you. you are, you're such a kind and, and patient God with us. You're so merciful. And, and, and you see us, Father, with such bigness. You see the one you put in us, your son Jesus. You put him in us. And, and you see him growing large inside of us. And, Father, we just thank you that you're helping us by your Holy Spirit. You're helping us to walk out this life in faith and in victory. Father, help us to get in the word of God, to get to know you more, to see how big you are, and to see how much you want us to live in bigness of you. We love you so much. We thank you for this time now. Bless your word. Cause your word to, to be reminded to each of our hearts. Mine as well, Father. I'm, I'm stirred up hearing the word over and over as well. Father, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Nathaniel. Whoops. You're welcome. You can't preach too long for me. Glory to God. So, I don't have anything to add to that. Praise the Lord, teaching us how to trust God. So, um, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we come into the family of God by, by faith as well. God gives every person a measure of faith to, to receive him. The word says, Jesus said that you, in order to come into the family of God, you have to be like a child. What is a child like? Well, a child believes easily, is humble, and a child has no problem with receiving a gift, no pride. And so um, 
for the sake of anybody that might be listening on recording or if you're here today, um, pray this prayer with me. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. God in heaven, I've decided to believe that Jesus is your son. I believe he died for me and rose from the dead so I can have eternal life. Jesus, come in my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. There is something about a benediction, and it's words spoken by faith as well. So, you know, and that's something that, that we, we've gotten away from in some of our uh, churches nowadays, but when I, when I look back and I think about it, there's, there's something about that to say the Lord bless you and keep you because I believe that. And when I say those things, I say that by faith. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Thank you, Lord, for, keeping, for your keeping power in all of our lives this week. In Jesus' name, amen.